Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. It is so cool that you've downloaded and listened to our podcast. Thank you so much. And for spreading it around. We're the fastest growing music podcast on the internet right now. And we certainly appreciate that. We've got some amazing guests to introduce you to. And they've come a very long way. to be, I mean, extremely long way. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But let me tell you first about our local sponsor. Uh, you know... When you come into town, and we're taping this during CMA Fest, and I know we're, we're uh, publishing in, in late July, but we work ahead. A lot of people coming into town and booking tours. There's all kinds of tours you can go on. There's the ghost tours. There are uh, tours that will show you the homes of the stars. There's tours at Ryman and the Opry House. But if you're a songwriter looking to break into the business, there are, there's a tour for you, too. Uh, and I really want to recommend to you my friend Mark Allen Barnett. Uh, Mark Allen Barnett tours. They are just that. They are songwriting tours. He will take you in, work with you on your songs, uh, line by line. Uh, he'll write with you. He will perform, get you out performing at some of these clubs so you can show off some of these songs, introduce you to music people, just introduce you around and, and show you what the business side is all about. He's a great guy. He's helped me immensely. He's been on the podcast three times now, and we're hoping to get him back here real, real soon. Mark Allen Barnett Tours. Check it out online. It's M-A-R-C-A-L-A-N, and Barnett has the E-T-T-E at the end. If you Google him, you'll find him. He's one of my favorite performers in town. Here's two of our others. Uh, visiting us today is, is the Ren Freeze. Hello. Hello. We've got Andrea and Peter, and let me tell That's you, right. uh, if you grow up uh, with a name like Ren Freeze, it's, it, you're bound to get called Ren, huh? Yeah, that, that ended up just being my nickname as I was growing up. It was easier. <laughs> yeah. Everybody around town knows Mr. Ren, and everybody knows Andrea as Andy. That's right. right. So That's right. Ren and Andy, which is a lot better than Ren and Stampy, I would imagine. That's what I say. <laughs> Makes it easy to remember, though. It does. (laughs) And you came such a long way to be here. Good Lord. I've got to tell you, we found out recently, within the year, past year, that we are practically neighbors. Uh, Andrea said, I could have ziplined over here today. That's right. (laughs) Right around the corner, stones throw away, and I'm just so thankful for that. You've got a a great studio right in your home. Thank you. Uh, This new record that you have out is wonderful and you produced it all right i did with yep. andy yeah yeah with andy and, and and wrote all the songs you know what i wanted to do was start off with a song uh and would it be okay to play like the title cut sure. oh yeah please yeah okay. it's uh, one of our favorites oh i love this song uh and here it's called 97 acres the title cut of the new rent freeze cd thanks for listening to the podcast the sign says 97 acres will divide Just this side of Dallas, heading north on 45. And it'd break my father's heart to see that side if he were still alive. Cause that 97 acres was our family legacy. And all daddy had to leave to my two brothers and me Once he was out of the equation All the problems added up so easily 
seven acres will divide a family in ways you can't describe and only time will tell how deep how wide 97 Ray Jr. wants to hand it to some land developers Cut down all the trees and sell them off for lumber first And I just can't decide which one though I'd hate to see the worst Now Billy says he wants Sign I'm hung up on the fence between the dollar and the deed. Ninety-seven acres will divide a family in ways you can't describe, and only time will tell how. Seven acres will divide. Ninety-seven acres will divide a family, a town, a countryside. There's no way of knowing just how wide 97 acres will divide 97 acres will divide Great song, 97 Acres, the title track of the new uh, record that's out there by the Renfries. There are our guests on the podcast today. You're listening to this album over and over. Um, what I love about your writing, can I say, is <clears throat> there's always a deeper thing. Um, like this one starts with uh, a sign, mm-hmm. 97 Acres and we'll divide. And in today's real estate market, oh my God, you know, think about that. Yep. But it's, it's a deeper meaning than that. And then there's songs like um, The Way She Moved Me. Hmm. And we're not talking about a girl there. And, and another one that hit me really hard was The Banks of the River. We're talking about a little different kind of a bank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yet That's we're right. talking about The Banks of a River. So, I mean, it's just really cool stuff. And I want to tar- start with this one, uh, Andy. Uh, you said this, there really was a sign. There was saying. a sign. We were on our way up to Dallas um, for the Wildflower Festival and uh, our band that we were in, 2-Bit Palomino, always played the festival, and then we worked the festival, so I always got to meet all kinds of cool songwriters, and so I, I like to come armed with ideas, and 
We were driving uh, through Buffalo, Texas. Buffalo, Texas. And I just happened to look to my right, and through a clearing in the trees, there was a sign on a fence that said, 97 acres, dash, will divide. Mm. So I wrote it down, and then as we drove further, I looked down at it, and I just scratched out the hyphen, and I went, that's a statement. It is. Oh, my. <laughs> what a statement. Thank you. And it's very well written. Thank you very so much. Yeah. Well, she's she's the queen of the double entendre. You're taking <laughs> taking what, something that means one thing and then turning it on its heels and doing something else. It's it's pretty amazing to watch her do some of that stuff. That is, that's, I think that's my favorite kind of writing. When you, Mine, when you, too. You, you uh, hint toward one thing, and then next thing you know, you're talking about something completely different. Multidimensional. Maybe, kind of, multidimensional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a deeper, a deeper meaning. So it's it's really cool. Now, you... you you guys have such an interesting story. Um, let's start at the beginning. Um, now, <laughs> now, Andy, I know you, you, Texas was kind of your adopted home, right? Yes. But you came from? I'm from Louisiana, but Louisiana. I'm a military brat. Okay. I've lived all over the world, and mm-hmm. I was in Houston. And, Ren, you were in California. I was in Orange County, California, yeah. Orange County, wow. Yeah, exploring my rock and roll roots. <laughs> Doing the rock thing, yeah. huh? Yeah. 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 And how you hooked up on the internet, huh? We did. We hooked up on a website called Tonos that was active back in the day. It was owned by Carol Bear Sager and David Foster and Babyface. And wow, they songwriters! Were, yeah, they were pretty active on the website. Yeah. And it was it was an international community of songwriters and artists. Wow. that all worked and communed together on this website. It was really wow. it was a great space. super cool. Yeah, really. That's how we met. We met on my birthday in 2003. Really? Yeah. But you'd been talking for a while online? and oh, no, no, that was the no. first time that, that we really time. communicated. Ah. And then, um, <laughs> it's okay, you don't have to tell the story. But anyway, I don't, I don't mind. We, started, kind of we started songwriting um, in that May, and then um, we met in August. And uh, we probably wrote 12, 15 songs before we actually met. Yeah, easily. More than an LP's worth of tunes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Well, and we met with me going back to Houston to work on a, a personal project that she was and her um, employer were producing for me. And we just met and decided there was a lot more than just music involved in our connection. And wow. Pretty yeah. soon one of us had to make a move and it ended up being me. It was you from yeah. California yeah. To, to Texas. To Houston, yeah. yeah. So. That's what Leaving California is about, that song. Oh, little um, more than musical magic going on there. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. It's a great story. We start yeah. off as good friends and mm-hmm. I mean, really. Well, yeah, and we got to know each other through the process <laughs> of writing back and forth on, well, anything from. Uh, AOL Instant Messenger to Yahoo Messenger and, you know, all those defunct yeah. relics of the past. Did you have now. a MySpace? <laughs> we did. We, we did. did. Yeah. We, were, <laughs> we were first uh, first opters on that one. <laughs> I met Steve Dorff on MySpace. It's so funny. Steve Dorff. And Danny O'Keefe. Oh, you know. well, how about that? How do you, and you know, I hate, we've talked in this in the past, I hate putting people in genres and stuff, but if, for people who aren't familiar with the Rim Freeze, how do you describe your music to them? I know when people ask, I hate when people say, what kind of music you play? Americana, Western folk? Yeah. Singer-songwriter, yeah. Singer-songwriter, I mean, yeah. I, you know, the, the thing about singer-songwriter that's neat is it allows you to encompass so many things. Mm-hmm. James Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's back today, isn't it? It really is. It really is, Yeah. And I know you've produced a lot of the artists uh, around Nashville. You've got a home studio, and you're calling it... 
It's a Soundcatcher Recording. Soundcatcher Recording. Yeah. And you do some wonderful work. Thank you, Dave. I know you've, you've done a couple of demos uh, yeah. for Dakota Danielle yeah. and I. And Dakota, we're going to have on the, song, on the show here okay. soon. Hey, she's, doing, she's amazing. She, she's been so busy. She's doing the band thing. And, I love uh, it. Got some shows during CMA. Girl's got stuff. chops. She really does. And a good writer. So. Truth. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, you, you're, you're, your demo service is available. And you are a fantastic producer. Thank you. Let's talk about this new record. Um did you did you play all the instruments on it, or did I played you bring in some? Yeah, I played everything <clears throat> except for the fiddle. Um, and for the fiddle, we had Myrna Lewis, the barefoot fiddler here in Nashville, oh. come in and play. She's killer! Yeah. Oh my god! Wow! Yeah. Real talent! Wow! Yeah, and a great friend, great person too. <laughs> we'll really. talk about a real talent. If you guys are playing all the instruments, or mostly except for the fiddle, yeah. I mean, that's something else. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first instrument, right? My first instrument was piano. Piano? Really? Yeah, yeah I'm no. self-taught on everything. On everything? Everything, yeah. No kidding. No music theory. Just mm. no. In fact, that messed I, him up. I, <laughs> it can if you're not careful. I took a music theory course in college at uh, Saddleback College in California, and within two weeks, I quit because it just it ruined my writing for for almost a year. Yeah, yeah, I can see where it would. You're 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 being analytical as to what you're doing. Yeah, uh, overthought everything, overthinking everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, and I at the imagine. end of the day, I trust my ears more than anything else. You know, if it works, even if it's not theoretically correct, if it, if it works, it, it works. Yeah, you know? I uh, have that kind of ear that I can't trust. My, <laughs> <laughs> my ear, my brother was exactly the opposite, and he was very good at hearing things and be able and being able to play it. I had to be shown, but I think ear ear training is something that you can develop and, and it you, is. Could, you can learn it. I think I'm getting stronger yeah. and I hope I am, but that's just my own personal experience. It's yeah. There's, cool. there's some great yeah. videos on YouTube that you can take, uh, just watch to help learn how to get your ear trained. Hey, hey man, where was YouTube when we were kids? <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. You can learn anything on YouTube today, right? I know. Well, that, and that's, right. that's one of the reasons things like recording studios were so valuable back in the day, you know, yeah. because not everybody could buy a laptop and an input device and mm-hmm. call them themselves a recording studio yeah you know? your studio is really something i have Thank to tell you. you uh just amazing you've got two whole rooms in your house yes that are devoted to your studio one is kind of a sound booth but you can put drums in there if you wanted and, yeah and a singer and, and then the master control is just gorgeous with all this reclaimed wood yeah oh yeah. my yeah. god barnwood oh. 1880s barnwood oh and there's Super a story thing. behind that isn't there there yes. is <laughs> our friend um who lives in castalian springs um bought a house where the house and the outbuildings were all made from reclaimed barn wood. Uh-huh. And there's square holes in a lot of it. I mean, it's old. And it's beautiful. We were looking for barn wood, and he said, I'm ready to tear down the chicken coop. Bring your bring your mallet. <laughs> so we came no, and I'm knocked it all off. Ticket. Wow. It's gorgeous. So you built that and you put that on yourself? Yeah. That's great. Handy yeah. Guy. Like yeah. to kill us doing it. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. Oh it's my gosh. Works. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it paid off. It looks good, but there's a, right. there's an inherent sound quality of old wood too that's there really neat. That, yeah. that just adds to the ambience in the room and in visual and audio aspects. And we know that from guitars, it's the same mm-hmm. way. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think uh, it was Keith Urban that said, you know, for the first 25 years, a guitar still thinks it's a tree. <laughs> yeah. That's as great. It, as it ages, it gets yeah. better and better sound quality. Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah. Now, Andy, tell us about your music journey. What did it start for you? Oh, man. Well, my mother listened to a lot of music, so I grew up listening to all kinds of eclectic stuff and singing along. She'd crank up like West Side Story soundtrack while Ooh. we were doing uh, chores on Saturdays. So 
I just grew up singing, and uh, I started writing poetry when I was 12, and then when I was 17, I just started combining them, and uh-huh. then just kept writing. Just kept writing? Yep. And do you play an instrument, too? I used to play some piano, but no, not anymore. Not I got anymore. carpal tunnel on my hands, oh, and no. I had to get a, a finger surgery that fused my fingers, so I'm kind of limited, but I just, I play percussion, really, and... good. Yeah. You know, and the reason I bring it up, just a couple of weeks back, we had uh, um, a songwriter from California named uh, Molly Lakin. And, and Molly is uh, the song doctor. She's just absolutely amazing. And she talked about her frustration, me too, about people that would come to her for coaching and say, well, I'm just a lyricist. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, what do you mean I'm just a lyricist? No. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> only the most important part of the song. <laughs> I mean, the most important part of the song. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Because we, we look for an idea today. Yeah. Not all the time, but sometimes it's it's the idea that sparks the melody. Sometimes it's just the opposite. But we've talked about this on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite way that you, that you write together? Well, the way we re- usually write together, she brings, either I bring her... A musical idea and say do you have anything to go with that which is the like way melody, right you're, yeah you're saying, that's how the way she moved me came about we wrote okay. that in 10 minutes yeah mm-hmm. wow i had that guitar lick and i was playing and i walked into the bed into her office and said what do you think do you, you have anything for this and she pulled something out mm. I think that i had written the day before yeah i think we might have changed two words on mm-hmm. it and it locked all in and everything was oh. done like that super wow. fast wow. um so we'll either do that or she'll bring me a lyric and let me work on the music to it um, every once in a while, I'll jump in on a, a mm-hmm. co-write with her here in Nashville and stuff, but I, I don't do mm-hmm. that that much anymore. Mm. Well, yeah. I would love to hear another song, because we're here around the dining room table, and <laughs> the show is known for live music around the dining room table. You've got that beautiful guitar that I want to talk about in a little bit. We should well, do Banks of the River. Banks of the Banks River. Of the River. Sure, yeah, I wrote song. that song with Davis Corley. Um, a friend of ours named Daniel Bowling uh, used to work for the BLM, and... Uh, he was telling us one day um, about the Rio Grande that by the time it hits the Texas border, almost all the water is siphoned out and it's really? being fed by the Colorado because of the irrigation practices throughout the uh-huh. West. Mm. They have these um, aquasillas where everyone has like a tributary that they're allowed to turn on and turn off and they get so many hours of water. Wow. And so um, someone else was talking about um, water companies coming in and trying to buy water rights and mm. take the water so uh, Davis and I were about to write, and I said, man, I've been wanting to write this title. I said, and, and the banks are the corporations, you know. Yes. And so uh, he's so brilliant. The mm. kid walks outside, and he comes inside, and he goes, they came like beavers in business suits, and we just, boom, oh, started oh, off. Who thinks like that? <laughs> I know. That is great. He's brilliant. I love <laughs> him. Here we go. Okay. Came like beavers in business suits And the profits started trickling through the dam They built upstream from our home Now the waterway is nearly dry And that rope swing looks like suicide Now the river's finally worth its weight in gold Seems like water ought to be alongside life and liberty On the list of things no man should take away Since when is 
cash in a rich man's hand Worth more than the rights of an honest man Soon there'll be no one left to say How the banks of the river dried up the river banks The Tompkins finally sold their place About to foreclose anyways A twelve-foot U-Haul held all they had left And all them lawyers in the courts Can't seem to find a civil war They're bleeding as dry as that riverbed Seems like water ought to be lost That life and liberty On the list of things no one should take away Since when is cash in a rich man's head Worth more than the rights of an honest man There'll be no one left to say How the banks of the river Dried up the river banks Damn those banks Damn those banks Why they gotta damn those banks Seems like water ought to be lost at life and liberty On the list of things no one should take away Since when is cash in a rich man's hand Worth more than the rights of an honest man Soon there'll be no one left to say How the banks of the river dried up the river banks How the banks of the river dried up Amazing. Ren and Andy, the Remfries, are guests on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Fantastic artists and songwriters. I'll tell you, <clears throat> recently, one of the Facebook groups I'm on, a songwriter group, uh, somebody said, okay, best opening line of a song, go. And people were listing their favorites. And one of my favorites has always been the song Bill Anderson helped to wrote, uh, write, um, uh, Whiskey Lullaby, which she put him out like the burning end of a midnight mm-hmm. cigarette. Oh, my God. Oh, I yeah, mean, I love that. Yeah. But now I think one of my new favorites is is that one. They came like <laughs> beavers in a business suit. Come on. I love that. That is fantastic. That is some creative stuff. Absolutely. Now, the album is out there. It's uh, it is. 97 Acres is, is uh, the name of this record. And um, doing well for you? I'm, yeah. It? yeah. It's I know you just came well. back from a tour, right? From, we we from did. Um, we took a tour out to California and unfortunately had to cut it short due to illness. But, oh, no. no. Um, COVID stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Still. On Still. the way back from California. Oh, yeah. boy. So we didn't do our last four shows. Oh, yeah. no. But it was good. We had a, had a good response. People loved their music. and Good. Yeah, People love your music. Absolutely. Well. We're lucky. <laughs> for you listening, I encourage you to check that out. And uh, They're on all uh, sites. I, I played it from Spotify uh, yeah. just a little bit. So, Renfreeze.com is Re- our, right? 
Renfreeze.com. R-E-N-F-R-E-E-S. That's right. Renfreeze. There you go. That guitar. Yep. Brendan got it. This is that's beautiful. I love the mother of uh, pearl inlay around there. Yeah. And the, uh, oh, and on the back, two bit Pelamina, which we got to talk about too. Sure, um, sure. But tell me about the guitar first. Well, funny story. We were on tour in California, and we met a Russian singer in a, a bar in um, Altadena. Altadena. Oh. And she had this beautiful guitar with a beautiful inlay on the on the front that matched the tattoo that she had on her arm, and just kind of out of curiosity asked her about it and she said that it was this company that she had just gotten a sponsorship with and mm. that uh, we ought to talk about it or talk to them about it so she gave me their artist um reps number and i got a hold of them and within two weeks they were building our our guitars for our trio tuba palomino mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they custom built two guitars, a bass, and two ukuleles for us that were just, I mean, they're just stellar. Gave them to us. Wow. As an endorsement. Yeah. So the company, we them. the company's name is Ayers, A-Y-E-R-S, and it's mm-hmm. after Ayers Rock in Beautiful. Australia. The company is um, in Taiwan, Taipei, Taiwan, wow. and they manufacture in Vietnam. Wow. And they're they're just stunning instruments. Beautiful guitar, yeah. and it sounds so great. Well, they Thank play you. they play like butter too. Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. super good. I discovered a new a new guitar for me, uh, Zager guitar. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I just, I'm wearing the t shirts. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I've I, seen. Those I, I guess I should have asked them for sponsorship before I went ahead and bought. <laughs> but I absolutely love it. it's because again they make it and yeah. And for those of you who don't know, there was this uh, group and one they were kind of a one hit wonder. Zager and Evans who yeah. had a song in the year twenty. Uh, 525 you might remember that oh set. yeah so denny zager formed this company and makes these guitars he and his cool. son and uh, when i got the guitar i got the t-shirt nice <laughs> i got an autograph picture <laughs> hang on my wall and they say play it for 30 days you don't like to send it back yeah. wow that's wow. awesome yeah. I'll, I'll take that deal and so far i've had it for two weeks i don't see me sending it back <laughs> no i don't think so i think there's a lot of songs in that guitar. Yeah. sometimes you get the feeling i've heard really great things yeah. about the guitars i haven't had a chance to see her play one yet but yeah i'll pull it out later for you good. So see it's good. i'm pretty impressed with it so far and he tell us about two-bit palomino and uh, that was a trio it was our trio mm-hmm. so um we got involved in a a project in Houston called Shoulder to the Stone that our friend Sailor White put together. His daughter worked for not-for-profits, and it was right after the earthquake in Haiti. Oh and they wanted to do a compilation CD uh, from Houston artists. And so um, we, of course, were thrilled to be included. And Bill Ward was the musician who was accompanying all of the artists at the the release party. And so we went to him to kind of work up some stuff. And I asked him if he wanted to write. And he said, yeah. And so we got together, and uh, I gave him a lyric called Church of the Underground that he wrote the music to. And then um, we ended up being on this project together. And uh, so as we started to sing for the release party, we realized that we had one of those rare blends where you could hear the fourth harmony. And so we were like, wow, this is cool. And so we started doing shows but where he would play and we would play as the Renfries and then we would play together. And so we said, we need a name for when the three of us are playing together. And Bill had a song called uh, 
two-bit Palomino, and it's about one of those grocery store horses. <laughs> okay, and that's so, where uh, that came from. Yeah, and we were like coming wow. up with all these names, and Ren's going, two-bit Palomino. And we're like, yeah, that's a good song. And, and then he's like, no, two-bit Palomino should be the name. <laughs> and so he came up with a – he took graphic arts in college. He's kind of brilliant at that. And so he came up with this logo, and we – started a page on Facebook thinking we'd just slide in under the radar and we started selling t-shirts and hats from the logo before we had a one song recorded. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so then we got on the, we had a manager before we had a song recorded. <laughs> and then we recorded the album in, in August, released it in October, and then were nominated for Vocal Group of the Year in January and then won Wow. A vocal group of the yeah, year. For Texas, yeah. For Texas. From That's that great. first record, and it just took off at a gallop, and we said, okay, we're riding this horse. <laughs> of and course. So, uh, the Palomino horse. We toured for seven years with that, and then our second record, Two Bit Palomino Rides Again, also won mm. vocal group of the year. We've had some That's really fantastic. great adventures, and yeah. wow. our bandmate Bill is living in uh, Kerrville. He works for Shriner University. That's down where the big there. folk festival is, right? Kerrville. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's recording there right now. Wow. It's wonderful. So do you play every now and then to get together? Um, we no? haven't, but no. we were going to, we were going but I got to, sick got on the road. Oh, no, no. Yeah, One of those yeah. shows that got canceled, huh? Yeah, yeah. we had plans oh, to stop no. in Kerrville on the way to Houston. Yeah, we were, oh, we were going to play. I know my uh, my friend, uh, Shanna in a dress, who was yeah. just mm-hmm. on this podcast a while back, and uh, she was just there uh, yeah. performing. So, And uh, in fact, I think she won... Uh, one yeah. year mm-hmm. yeah two years ago two years won. ago mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and uh, another person that was on our our uh, show Efren White also won yeah uh, yeah, yeah. we got ago. Shanna her first round in Nashville did you wow yeah our friends are like hey you need to help Shanna and we are like okay come on oh she's so, wonderful yeah, yeah she's she great yeah. very you, quirky and unusual it, 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 she is and you know I love her shows it's like a stream of consciousness she just tells you <laughs> what you're thinking and it leads to a song and you just it, you're, you leave entertained yeah she's um, cute if you're not familiar uh, she's been on the podcast look at a uh, past episode shanna in a dress she's yeah. she's really something else um you know when you talked about how a song inspired the name of your your group i have to tell you a side thing i'm, I'm working on this morning listening to your record and um there was a line in one of your songs i thought would make a great name for a band <laughs> dashboard saints oh, oh there you yeah go. yeah that's a tree yeah yeah <laughs> what song was, was that from uh, stained glass and mirrors stained glass yeah. and mirrors oh great song couldn't remember which song exactly I heard yeah. it, but I thought, oh, what a great band name. <laughs> Dave Lane and the Nashford Saints. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So I was like the and the bands. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Hey, listen, my host is Red Circle, and they are an amazing company. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, uh, they've monetized our podcast now, so I can take a little break to uh, honor some of their sponsors. But when we come back, we're going to hear more music from the Rem Priest. Okay, cool. don't, don't go good. away. Thank you. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. I'm glad you're with us. The Renfries are our guests, and I need another song, if that's possible, live around the dining room table. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got tuned a little bit. That's fine. What are you going to do, Rennie? Well, we're we're starting to dip our, our toes into the arena of 
sync, sync production and recordings and stuff. And yeah, that's where the money is today, they say. So we're super fans of Yellowstone and 1883. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, those are just like... We um, love that kind that of... We can't get, get And the music in it is fantastic. Oh, yeah. So we were sitting there thinking one day, what you know, if we're going to get into this, what are we going to try and push for? And we thought, you know, if we could get something written for Yellowstone, that would work. That yeah. would be pretty amazing. Pretty cool. So Andy and I and a friend of ours named Mary Kay Holt, who is um, a real top performer in the International Western Music Association. Yes. Um, Met her at the 12 Keys. That's yes, right. that's yeah. right. That's yes. right. So we got together at the studio and just sat down and... And kind of banged out this song in an afternoon. I had already written the lyrics, but we tweaked them a little bit to fit the Yellowstone feel. Because Yellowstone's about land, Mm -hmm. and this is about how people think they can wave a piece of paper and that they own the land, but the truth is the land owns us. Well, it's after after Chief Seattle's quote Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, we don't own the land. We borrow it from our grandchildren. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's kind of the impetus of the song. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. the truth there. it's called The Land That Owns Us. Oh, wow. I guess it's human nature to take more than we give. On this patch of earth we live on for a short time We try so hard to tame it Run the wire and fence it in It's a battle we can't win But we keep trying We keep trying We keep trying cannot own a mountain You cannot own a river You cannot own a single blade of grass You cannot own a prairie You cannot own a valley These things will live on long after we pass From dust to dust, it's the land that owns us. The blessing and the burden, the scar behind the branch. Wear it like a man That's what daddy told you The life that you were handed Not a choice you got to make One day you gotta face The lie they sold you The lie they sold you The lie they sold you cannot own a mountain You cannot own a river You cannot own a single blade of grass You cannot own a prairie You cannot own a valley These things will live on long after we pass 
It's the land that owns us. Oh man, <laughs> it's emotional. We got to hear a little rock and run there too. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. What Thank a great you. song. I Thank could you. hear that in Yellowstone. Yeah. 1883. And did I read they're they're doing another prequel? Yeah, yeah. they're doing it's uh, 1932 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. 1932. Wow. Yeah. They're going through generational things, which is kind of cool cuz It is cool. You need to understand why the Duttons are so attached to the land, yeah. you know. Mm. I heard they're also doing a spin-off on, um that's going to touch on the 46s ranch. Yeah. In, in Texas. Texas, yeah. Oh, wow. Great. So, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on with that. Hopefully, they'll find a way to get this in. Anybody listening knows how to get a hold of anybody there. (laughs) We got your songs. Hook hook us up. This is Casey's song. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Andy, I wanted to to ask you about one of my favorite songs that you wrote was a song that was cut by Chris Ledoux. Mm. And it's just a gorgeous song. And I wanted to to talk a little bit about it. The um, I'm an avid reader, or I used to be. I don't read as much anymore, but I had read this series by Harry Combs, like comb your hair, Combs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the series, the first book is called Brules, B-R-U-L-E-S, and it's the story of a young man who comes to the West and is there during the opening of the West and the building of the West, and it's his story. And I had just reread the series, and... One day I was thinking, what happens to a man like that, you know, at the end of his life? And so I wrote a poem called The Buffalo Grass. And the Buffalo Grass is an indigenous salt grass that grows from the panhandle of Texas all the way up through um, Wyoming, Montana, and into uh, Canada. And the buffalo love it, so they would follow it south in the winter. And then north, as as the grass would grow north, they would follow it up. And the Indians said that when they saw the grass, they knew the buffalo were close behind so that's what i wrote it off of Mm. and um a guy on the same website that i met ren on his name was willie mcculloch i let him read the poem and he said we should turn this into a song and i came to nashville for three and a half days in uh, november of 2002 and i brought that song with me and met a guy named clay canfield who wanted to put his own spin of the music on it and uh, chris ledoux's drummer kw turnbo heard Clay's version, and so the three of us split the song, and Chris cut it on his last studio record, Horsepower. Wow. I have that on a worn-out tape of Chris Ledoux. There you are. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You and Garth. (laughs) Me and Garth. Is there any way, and I hate to put you on this spot. No, we can do it. You can do that song? Absolutely. Great, because I absolutely love it. Thank you. Buffalo Grass, the Renfries. Been forty-five days since the snows have begun. I stare at the fire and I long for the sun. As the bitter winds blow through the mouth of the pass, I sit here and dream of the buffalo grass. Ponies are shaggy, their coats have grown long Their heads down, they huddle together as one At the window, my breath forms a mist on the glass 
on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Uh, absolutely. That's beautiful. And the imagery in that song. I don't know what buffalo grass looks like, but <laughs> as you're seeing that, I can picture it swaying in the wind if it does. Mm-hmm. Um, just beautiful. Absolutely you. beautiful. You know, I used to do a show in, uh, in, in Cincinnati radio um, for the station, and uh, we had a show called The Five O'Clock Freeway, uh, which was part of my afternoon drive show. And occasionally we would bring artists in, 
mm. and mic them just like this, and <clears throat> they would sing and perform live. And it was my f- absolute favorite thing to do cool. in radio. Yeah. So this podcast is kind of an extension of that. Right. And uh, you guys just illustrated it right here. I, and I, I said there, I remember one of our first guests on 5 o'clock was Paul, uh, not Paul Worley, uh, Daryl Worley, oh. uh, who was a big artist at the time. And I remember it was him and, and two other guys playing guitars, just like this, you know, around mm. a, a table. And I remember just saying, I love my job <laughs> because <laughs> so I had front cool. row dates for that. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank That's you. such a great song. Now, you recorded that song as well, didn't you? Yes, we uh-huh. recorded it on our um, CD, Drive by Town. As well as on Tubit Palomino. Yeah, Tubit okay. Palomino recorded it as yeah. well. So there's a few versions up there we can look for. Several, yeah. And several people in the Western Music Association have recorded which we didn't know. And oh. Jim Jones just yeah. released his version yeah. of it. Well, yeah. I can imagine. That is such a beautiful song. I have right. this philosophy um, when writing that you either start in a small sp- space and expand the listener's <clears> thinking, <throat> or you start wide and then you narrow it down. You draw them in more intimately. Ah. And that song starts intimately... And then it expands. Is there an example of the opposite way? Um, probably the way she moved me, or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, where it's a broader thinking that you narrow it down. Yeah, yeah. I like stuff like that because oh. you take them on a journey, and you don't just get on the on the same place. There's movement and thought uh-huh. as well as in song. You know, it's I great like songwriting like insight that. right here, and that's Thank what this you. song is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show's all about too. Well, Chris Ledoux told me that. When he listened to that song, he closed his eyes and watched the movie in his head. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I do. That's was, that's kind of what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's easy to do with her music. I'm going gonna, gonna to have to hear that song, you know. But before I do, <laughs> I want you to put the uh, production hat on there. Sure. Uh, Ren, talk a little bit about producing. And yeah. I've had some experience with you, and I, I yeah. like the work that you do. Yeah. Um, someone brings you a song. How do you decide what you want to do with it? Um, well, I, I think it's it's gets down to a, um, a really good relationship between the producer and the artist, and really kind of knowing who the artist is and and what their direction in moving forward is. Sometimes it's all about them not knowing at all what they want to do and helping them find that. Yeah. Um, so, long long answer to a short question is, it just gets down to letting the music really tell you where it needs to go and oh. and not limiting yourself to any specific idea going you. forward. Sometimes just experimenting, you find amazing things that you would never have thought about doing before. So. Mm. How about that? That's yeah. interesting. So production is really, the way a song is produced has a lot to do with uh, the writing of the song, I think, and, yeah. and putting that message across. Well, very much. Yeah. Um, it, it has to, the production of a song has to really support the message of the song. Yeah. You know, I, I know there's a lot of producers out there and, you know, I love you guys very much, but they put their own artistry ahead of the song itself sometimes. And, mm. and they want to make sure that everybody knows that it was their production style that shined through on the song. Interesting. And I, I kind of look at things differently. I look at my job as a producer isn't to make me the focus. It's to make the artist and the song the ultimate focus. That is cool. Yeah. That is so cool. And you are right. And you've got this Facebook um, page right now for, for people that have their studios. Yeah. What do you call that? And people can find you, right? Home Recording Guru. Guru. Yeah. It's really cool. All kinds yeah, of great tips you. there on on, uh, on producing music. So, yeah. yeah, I wanted to plug that, too. Thank you. You know what else I wanted to ask you about? Being from Texas, being, you know, doing that Texas route. Um, we hear time and time again, and I'm a Midwestern guy, you know, that's been into country music and, 
in uh, you know for, for for quite a lot of years. Been in country radio since 1980, so you yeah. can do the math. But um, we've always heard that Texas is a different country. It is. It's got its own charts. It does. And why? It is. Tell us why and what it is and, and what it is about Texas. It's a different way of life down there. It's it literally is almost like its own country in that there's like three to four regions in the state as far as topography and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and uh, different Indian tribes were there. It just has different history, mm-hmm. you know. And the artists have found a way to speak in the vernacular that Texans get, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. I think the thing about Texas is it started off as an independent country. Yeah. And that independence has carried through in so much of its... History, you know, the including its music, it's, it's music, it's politics, yeah. Yeah. it's everything. You know, mm. it's very independent in a mm. lot of respects, um, and very lucrative in the music business there too. It is. We've done well there. Yeah, yeah. we have a lot of fans in Texas and friends, and mm-hmm. yeah, when, miss when, it sometimes. When we want to make go make some money on a tour, we go through Texas. Go through Texas. <laughs> yeah, all the old stumps. Yeah, the, the southwestern areas has been really good to us over yeah. the years. And they support their artists yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of friends who are doing quite well there. Hilling. Cronin, um, Walt Wilkins. Yeah. I mean, Susan Gibson who wrote Wide Open Spaces. Oh, God. Um, yeah, great song. We had a, a, a lovely lady on the show in the first season, and I want to have her back, uh, Jamie Harris mm. from Texas. Mm, I yeah. just love her style. Yeah, she plays and with Mary Gaucher. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I'd love to have them Jamie's both, Jamie's great, yeah. yeah they're, they're both amazing writers. and uh, Really lucky. We've gotten to do some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Have you played with them? Have you? No, not no. with them. Uh-huh. Um, we've just been in the same, like, breathe the same air. Same air, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Very good. Well, I, I, I was wondering if you could play that song um, that we just talked the about. The Way She Moved Me? The Way She Moved Me. Yeah, I got to do a little uh, bit It's of another one of those, um, <laughs> you know, uh, songs where it's probably not what you think. It, you know, <laughs> yeah. The Way She Moves On Me. On this one, um, I wrote the lyric. Um, bef- I used to get up and write at the same time every day, which I recommend for lyricists um, as a discipline. Um, so I never knew what was going to show up. And um, this one day, um, I started writing this story um, of this man who was thinking about a car out in his yard. And mm-hmm. then it, it drew you into the inner feelings of him. This That's the opposite one that I was talking about. And then when Ren showed up, playing this beautiful melody <laughs> and this drop D. I was like, what is that to? And he goes, I'm just writing it. Do you have anything that goes with it? And I said, wow. I was listening to the mood, and I said, I think this fits this one I just wrote. Wow. And two lines came out of the song. Wow. And then it just fit. It's one of my favorites. Wonderful. So from a songwriting standpoint, just as a point of note, a good friend of ours, Chuck Cannon, we met him in um, Austin at a songwriters convention and I watched him play in a song circle and he was playing these drop tunings that yeah. oh my god they just yes. fascinated me so I asked him afterwards you know what is it that you're doing and how are you doing it and he goes oh brother you got a Travis it's amazing and it's going to change your life so I got home and instantly you know started researching the like dad gad mm-hmm. tunings and yeah. stuff like that yeah and that's what it came or what came out of that tuning was this song we talked a little bit about uh, open tunings and things with our guest Chad Wilson and uh, oh, yeah. um, 
and uh, Caitly, uh, Caitlin uh, Crooker not too long ago. Cool. They do a lot in open sea. Yeah, yeah. open sea is so a big cool. thing. And yeah. uh, it's just really cool. Every now and then you get stuck, I think, uh, try that. Yeah. Uh, mm. Put on an open tuning. Or just drop the E to a D yeah. and uh, see what you come up with. Sometimes yeah. it opens up It'll things. evoke something in you that yeah. you don't know what it is. Exactly right. So I love the story, how this came together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Play it for us. This is right. a great song from the it's new album. the way she moved me. Mm-hmm. In the back of the yard on cinder blocks Sits a part of my freewheeling years All tattered and weathered and worn Cracks in the vinyl and rust on the gears I still remember the touch of the wheel And St. Christopher's cross on the dash I put too many miles on the engine Most of them traveling way too fast I just couldn't let go It's foolishness I know Holding on to some old memory But I'm captured by the thought Of the feeling that I saw In the way she moved me Down the hallway of this empty house Hang pictures of what used to be Wedding kisses and birthday cakes And the way she smiled when she looked at me I still remember the touch of her skin And the way her hand felt in mine She walked out the door one day And left me standing frozen in time I just couldn't let go It's foolishness I know Holding on to some old memory I'm not captured by the thought Of the feeling that I saw The way she moved me In the way she moved me Today I stared out the window Thinking about such pointless things Like 
cold cars I'll never drive Then why I won't take off this spring I just can't let go It's foolishness I know Holding on to some old memories But I'm captured by the thought Of the feeling that I saw In the way she moved me In the way she moved me favorite songs on the new uh, record from the Renfries. Thank you, Dave. The Way She Moves Me. The album is called 97 Acres. It's a great record, and I hope that you will give it to a listener, too. So More importantly, buy it. Go to the website hey. and buy yeah. it. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> what a concept. People do buy music today. They do. Yeah, absolutely. So it's nice to have you, and thanks for coming all this way. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a, a bit of a jaunt, but uh, yeah. it was well worth it. Thank And thank you, Dave, for doing this for yeah. songwriters and uh, independent artists. We appreciate you. It's so important like you. to have things like this labor of love. Thank, yeah. thank you so much, and thank for helping you. us spread the word. Yeah, put that bug in Chuck Hannon's ear. We'd, we'd we love will. to have Chuck Absolutely. He's one of my favorite songwriters. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next week on Songwriter Connection. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.